Hello and welcome to the VCO Esports Studio. Two things that you may have already noticed. One, we missed you last week. Sorry about that. We had a, a bit of a breakaway. Uh, and two, I'm not Ben. Uh, ben has changed uh, for a much uh, less attractive looking person here. But uh, of course, we are back with another installment of the VCO Studio. And we have a new guest, of course, that we have every week as well. This time it's coming from a man. If you enjoy sim racing, which you should do if you're here watching this, of course, uh, is the head or the uh, director of marketing for iRacing, Kevin Bobbitt. Kevin, firstly, how are we? Excellent. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Good to finally make it into the uh, virtual studio here. It's uh, my first day back in uh, the iRacing uh, HQ in uh, Massachusetts. So, uh, so uh, exciting day for me. Excellent stuff. And of course, an exciting day for iRacing as a whole as well with the new release of the Season 3 as well. It's just been brought out. Lots of new cars and tracks for the uh, the people at home to enjoy as well. Uh, lots to choose from as well. You've got the new Porsche. You've got the Formula V as well. The Formula V is the one that I want to pitch on the most because there are so many different Formula cars out there. What made you choose specifically that Formula, e, uh, Formula V car? Oh, that's a great question. Well, it, it's uh, it's a car that's raced around the world, right? It's a it's a great entry level kind of grassroots car. Um, various iterations around the world, super popular here in, in the U.S. in SCCA racing and NASA racing, as well as the rest of the world. And we were really looking to add a car that would fit kind of in the the rookie level to get people introduced. Of course, we have the the super popular uh, Mazda MX-5. That's uh, our rookie level kind of tin top, although it, I guess it doesn't have a top, but uh, we needed uh, something to get people introduced into the uh, the open wheel um, genre of racing. And, and so far, it's been pretty well received. We're having a lot of fun with it here, uh, racing it in the office as well. You say, of course, racing in the office. The staff race, which came up, I think, in one of your recent podcasts with iRacing, the Downshift podcast, seems like an interesting factor. Now, what goes on in those staff races? I, I must, I must know. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on? Well, uh, a little bit of everything. <laughs> so as, as you can imagine, we have, I mean, we have a lot of staff now, uh, but we have a lot of uh, varying degrees of racing skill, right? So we have some, some actual drivers that were former world championship competitors within iRacing. So they're at a pretty high level. Um, some guys in the middle of the pack and then some new people to sim racing, right? So it, it's it's an interesting race. Uh, a lot of trash talking and and, and good old banter, uh, but a lot of fun. Uh, we had this season, we, we started a, a new season for, for our staff league and it features the Formula V. Uh, so it, it's going to be... Uh, quite interesting. We had our, our first race last Friday. Uh, I did not fare very well myself, but uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it's a great way to interact with staff, uh, use the product, see how, how everybody uses it. Uh, but but given that everybody's been remote for so long, it's a really good opportunity to just uh, you know have a chat with, with some of your workmates that you might not see very often. No, exactly that. I, I suspect you've given away quite a few of I Let You Win awards that you like to uh, talk about quite often. Uh, <laughs> I, I have given away a lot from the official series, that's true. Um, and and I, I like to think I do it because I'm you know, a nice staff guy, but in reality is I'm, I'm just not that quick. So. Well, that, that may be said on, uh, on sim racing, but of course in the real world side of things, have you got much experience in terms of the real world side of motorsport as well? Well, yeah, I, I do have some. So, you know, I grew up kind of a, a track day junkie, um, bringing my, my 944 S2 to the track, uh, doing Porsche Club events, things like that. When I was 
very young, I, I grew up going to Lime Rock Park uh, with my family. That was kind of the local track for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I've, I've gotten older and more involved, I, I work for, uh, I've worked for a couple of race teams, currently work for a, a prototype challenge team. We race a, a P3 car in one of the IMSA series. And I've done everything from, uh, you know, PR for them, but uh, also probably more interesting to, to listeners would be, um, you know, fueling tires, things like that. Um, so it's fun to be involved with that. Uh, it, it, it gets me in the real world, uh, but it also gets me, you know, out and meeting other people in, in the IMSA paddock, which has been great for iRacing because there's a lot of people that are interested in iRacing. So it's a good opportunity there as well. I can imagine so, of course, with all those uh, people that you can meet and things like that, it, it brings out new forward things for iRacing as well. It brings us to the question, of course, is there anything new for iRacing? What, what's in the works? Oh, absolutely. There's always something new in the works, right? Um, and, I, and I'm sure you're hoping that I'll spill the beans, and I hope I don't. Uh, <laughs> We try not to uh, make too many announcements too far out, right? Uh, because deadlines can be difficult to, to, to hit. It's, it's not always just up to us, right? So sometimes we're waiting on data, approvals, things like that. Um, but we definitely have a lot of new cars in the works, uh, some surprises that, that people probably couldn't guess. Uh, so that'll be exciting coming up, uh, you know, before the end of the year. Um, and, and, you know, tracks are always high on the list as well. So I think that, uh, you know, without without telling you what's coming, there's definitely some cool things coming uh, in the near future. Excellent. I'm sure the VCO fans at home when they watch this uh, will, of course, uh, will get in that comic session and uh, get their predictions in, of course. Now, That's right. iRacing <laughs> was formed, of course, uh, a few, many, many years ago. 2004 it was formed, uh, of course. When did you start with iRacing? When did your journey begin with the iRacing team? Yeah, uh, so you're right. So iRacing was founded in 2004, uh, and I joined the team in 2007. Uh, I said, yeah, that looks like an interesting little startup. Maybe maybe something will come of that. And here I am, uh, uh, what, quite a long <laughs> ways later. Um, but yeah, we launched the product in 2008. So I was here before we launched, and we were trying to figure out where do we fit, What what's the, you know, where do we fit in the space, right? There's a lot of games, sims, What's our market? And uh, so that was fun to be a part of. And it's been fun to, to watch us from zero customers to, you know, nearly 200,000 active members right now. So it's been a tremendous growth, especially in the last two years. Right. So last year was a, a banner year for us uh, and, and sim racing in general, not just iRacing. But I think that people saw that online gaming really uh exploded even more than it had uh, last year uh, with the pandemic and people staying home and looking for things to do. And uh, what's nice to see is that the so many people have stuck around. It wasn't just a short term. Oh, we'll, we'll try that for a little while, but people are really sticking with it and we continue to grow. Um, and as, as you probably know, uh, you know, I like to think our software works better. The more people we have with the matchmaking, the splits, um, it, it allows you to be more competitive. You know, if there's just one race, then you could be in a race that's got a world championship driver and maybe a rookie. But if we have a dozen splits, you're probably going to be in a, in a better, uh, split for yourself, uh, and really have a, a much better experience racing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what makes the platform in itself such a great, you know, uh, bringing in peop uh, new people, of course, because you can be online, set up a profile, and you could be in an online race with other people within 10 minutes, which is uh, absolutely amazing. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's That's one of, our, one of our key tenets when we started this, was that we wanted to make this 
kind of accessible to, to everybody, right? Uh, sim racing, you know, we didn't invent sim racing, that's been around, but it used to be a bit more niche and a bit more, you kind of had to be a computer guy to, to, to know how to, which files did you have to download? You know, do I have the same version of that car, that thing? But, you know, iRacing does that all for you. So um, the whole, the main idea is that we're kind of a one-stop shop and that you can just join and, and start racing, especially with some of the new rookie content, like the Formula V that we talked about a little while ago. Yeah, exactly that. And of course, with sim racing being out for a fair while now, for many, many years, and like you said, iRacing wasn't the, the backbone of it, but it, of course it has been a, a, a uh, configuring factor. Uh, how do you reckon sim racing has developed since iRacing started? Well, it, it's certainly much uh, more accessible. Uh, I like to think that we had something to do with that, uh, but there's, you know, the, we're not the only title in town and there's lots of, lots of uh, fun titles, fun games, fun sims. Um, but it's really grown. It's, it's, I think that it's much more accepted in the real world of racing, right? It's, it's part of that um, and not just this side project that some people do. So many real world racers have started in sim racing and in iRacing and so many continue to use it. It's really part of the racing world, uh, which, is, which was also one of our goals is how do we make this uh, part of it? We're not looking to replace real world racing. We know that that's, that's the ultimate, but we just want to be part of it. And I feel like we're continuing to get there. So that, that's probably been the biggest change that I've seen. Exactly that. And of course, with all the, again, the new people that you bring in with this, uh, with that side of things, I'm sure you get a lot of requests about cars and tracks and thinking, oh, we'd like uh, this car. We'd like this track. What's the most unusual combination you've had? <laughs> Let's see. The, the, probably the most unusual is, is somebody who has a track day car, maybe somebody that goes to the Nürburgring a lot or somebody that does track days here in the States with a car club. And it's, it's their very specific model. I have a 1986 BMW M3 with these mods, and, and they're convinced that everybody else in the world will want to drive that exact same car. Um, and it's probably a super awesome car. So it's not a knock against that. The, the issue is that everybody's got one of those and it's, they're all different specs and it would be nearly impossible for us to build all of them. Um, so we hate to disappoint, but those are really hard, hard requests to, to follow up on. Well, I've got a bog standard Peugeot 107. Do you think you could uh, potentially, you know, maybe, you know, sort <laughs> something out I'll for I'll talk us? to the production guys for you. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. That's what we want to hear. Uh, now, of course, you spoke about the Nürburgring. You recently uh, were at the Nürburgring. You took a lap round there in uh, Jaguar, uh, one of their experiences. How was that, of course, compared to the sim racing side of it? The, the Nürburgring is, is a place that any car enthusiast should go to. Uh, I've been fortunate to go a few times. Uh, the, the Sim Racing Expo is there every year. There, it wasn't there last year, but uh, been to, I don't know, five or six of them. Uh, and I always try to get a lap out there. Uh, the last time I was there, we did it in a Jaguar. And that was... Uh, it, it, everybody's got to do a, a, a ring taxi or a ring limo like the Jaguar. They, they like to call it the ring limo. It's an, an experience that you can't get anywhere, especially in America. We, you know, we have, we have so many restrictions and, 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 and I know quite frankly, a lot of lawyers. So, so it makes things like that pretty difficult to do over here. So it was an amazing experience. It, it really did help and add to the experience feeling like I knew the track because I've driven it so much in the sim. It's my favorite track to drive in the sim. Um, but it, it's, it was thrilling. That's, that's probably the best word. It's thrilling. 
Yeah, I think scary is one that brings into my mind as I much prefer the esports side of it because uh, you can hit that restart button and all is well. You don't have to pay for uh, repair, uh, repair barriers or anything like that. Uh, but of course, uh, more news as well that came in very recently. E-NASCAR uh, announced that they want to do the International iRacing Series. That, of course, starts this Wednesday as well. That's, uh, that's exciting news for yourselves that there. Yeah, it's a, an extension of the uh, the eNASCAR Pro Invitationals that we've been doing uh, since last year. Uh, NASCAR came to us with that and wanted to expand what we were doing. So it'll be great to include uh, drivers from the Peak Series in Mexico, the Pinty Series in Canada, and uh, Euro NASCAR. Uh, and it'll be on some in, you know international tracks, right? So non-US ovals, right? I think this week's at, at Brands Hatch. So that'll be really interesting to see uh, some NASCAR drivers racing there. Um, it's on, I believe it's a 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So uh, it'll be streamed, I think, on the NASCAR uh, platforms, but uh, we'll get the, the details on that for you. No, excellent. Uh, I have to say, now, NASCARs at Brands Hatch doesn't sound like the most common thing that you've seen, but they have raced there, I think, before. Not the, the U.S. NASCARs, but Euro NASCARs uh, have raced at Brands Hatch. And I have to say, it's quite a sight to see those race around there. Have you tried it yet on the sim? Have you tried a NASCAR around uh, Brands Hatch? Uh, I have, and I'm not very good at it. Uh, <laughs> they, did not give, they did not send me an invitation to this series. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's challenging. I mean, those cars are big and heavy. Uh, you know, if you're used to driving uh, an open wheel or, you know, a GT3 car with, you know, big, massive brakes and all that, it, it's a totally different experience, but it should make for some great racing for sure. Excellent. Well, folks at home, make sure you don't miss out on that one because that will be an exciting one to watch. Now, uh, Kevin, cars all around, you've got GT cars, Formula cars, NASCARs. There's a whole bunch of them out there. But what is specifically your favorite car? Now, my sources tell me that it could be potentially a TCR car. Is that correct? Oh, I do race the TCR. I uh, had been doing that for a season. I mean, uh, I'll admit I've, I've kind of been a, a Porsche nut since I was a little kid. Uh, so, you know, I, I enjoy driving those. Um, right now, the Formula V is what I'm spending my time in. I'm trying to get good at that car. It, it, it you know, it's such a momentum car. You, you can't afford to make a little mistake because you'll spend half a lap uh, getting back up to speed. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I like is the off-road trucks. Uh, again, I'm not great at it, but it is some fun racing. It's really neat to get out there and, you know, fly off the jumps and get the thing sideways through the corners. So. Excellent. And uh, with, with those cars being done, of course, license points and uh, skill points, everything like that, I think they come into a big factor as well. I'm curious to know what yours are. Are they as good as we hope they should be? Um, you know, I'll leave that a mystery, but, uh, but, but you can certainly look them up uh, online, but, uh, I don't find, I don't think they're overly impressive. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll use the excuse that I spend probably more time driving on our development builds. So that doesn't impact my, my safety rating and all that. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like I'm a, uh, pretty safe driver, uh, just not a super fast driver. How's, we'll put it that way. No, that's a, that is an excellent way of putting it. My, 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 we won't talk about mine. Mine are terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Well, uh, of, of course, plenty of new things coming out there um, as, as well. But um, now new forums as well. They recently came out with the new season three as well. Now, what is that all about? Well, we, we've been using forum software that was quite old, uh, as our members know. And we were looking to... to bring in, you know, the, the modern era of forums. And, it, you know, we've, we've rolled them out. Uh, we continue to, to add updates to them. We're listening to the members to see what they like, what they don't like. Um, we've got some changes coming this week. Uh, hopefully we'll roll out some things um, to continue and improve them. That, that's actually one of the nice things about the software is that 
we can actually make updates on a regular basis. That was one of the big uh, problems with our old forms is we kind of had what we had without completely rewriting them. Um, so that this is uh, hopefully uh, people will adjust to them. They are different, obviously. So it takes a little bit of time uh, to figure out where everything is. But generally, it's much easier to post things, post if whether you want to post a YouTube video, images, um, things like that. So uh, I think people will, will grow to love them and uh, enjoy the, the updates that we have coming. Yeah, excellent. Let's hope so. Of course, uh, that would be a good one to one. Now, we spoke earlier a little bit about the iRacing Downshift uh, podcast that you guys do. We've not seen one for a while. When, is, when are we expecting another one? Because I'd like to know how Chris got on with uh, fitting a new microwave. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you're a listener. It's funny that this came up uh, just last week. Some members were posting in the forum, the, in the new forums about it. So we plan to record one hopefully next week and get it out real quick. So it has been a few months since we did one, and I apologize. Uh, but it's great to know that people are asking for it and they listen to it. So sometimes you wonder if, if people enjoy the content you put together. Uh, but it sounds like there, there are some uh, uh, dedicated listeners. So we'll, we'll definitely get it back on the schedule, uh, put those together. They're fun to put together. They're fun, fun to, to chat with Greg and Chris. So uh, we'll, we'll have one very soon. Excellent. Well, Kevin... Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. I know you probably got a very busy schedule, of course, with the new season three that just recently came out. Lots to talk about, of course. But uh, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been uh, great chatting with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No excellent stuff. And of course, for all you VCO fans out there as well, uh, you can catch a little bit more action this weekend. Of course, the SimGrid and the VCO's World Cup 12 hour at Donington Park is this Saturday. Make sure you don't miss out on that one, of course, as well. And make sure that you do keep an eye on all the VCO socials out there as well, because there is some big news coming up in the future. So from us here today, we will see you next week on Monday at 8 o'clock, of course, with a brand new guest. But until then, we'll see you then.